If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. A Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. All right, Greg, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You drinking your iced coffee there? No, you bit, I'm a bit, yeah, a bit slow getting, getting going this morning. There's this new thing at Starbucks, some kind of bullshit oatmeal toasted vanilla frozen latte thing whatever sure. got like Did four shots of espresso yeah it's got like four shots of espresso how'd you it, get so. it though how's it well, if it's new gary's gotta try it gary's oh, cutting no, edge right? you know that. i know i just tried that new flavor of coca-cola which i think uh, is the, i didn't even know there's a new flavor of coca-cola it's called, what's it's that? called starlight coca-cola and no, it's, it it's, 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 it's give me an f- image of starlight coca-cola please yes, it sir. says it's space space flavored cola um, no. But I think I think it's just them offloading their old cherry vanilla Coke because that's what it sounds like 100%. to me. Okay, that's okay, 100%, okay, yeah. okay. How was it? So you tried it? It just tastes like yeah. Cherry it, vanilla, it, tastes, it tasted like cherry vanilla Coke. It wasn't great. It was all right. I wouldn't I wouldn't get it again. You know, like, so I'll I'll try anything that's new. Um, <laughs> I I even I even I even tried the flaming hot Cheetos mac and cheese, oh, which yeah. actually wasn't From bad. Walmart? I I can't remember where yeah, I got it now. Target, Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, yeah. It was good though. You liked it. It was this all right. It, it didn't look like food. It didn't look like natural food. Like the food coloring they put in it was like, let's make this look as like absolutely like chemically artificially man made as possible. You get the neon poops is what they wanted you to think. Oh, yeah, that. seriously. And here's the space cola, huh? Okay. Yeah, I told you it was real. I don't make things up, Greg. I didn't, it's, you know, Gary, I shouldn't look past it. I've said it for years and I'll reiterate as always, Gary Witta is a man of the people. And I know you, the kind of funny games daily listener slash viewer know that you see him in here. He's arguing with the big corporations. He's looking out for the little guy. He loves to just screw you guys over and sell you plastic space rocks. But the one thing I do love about <laughs> Gary Witta is that no matter how big he gets, no matter how many Hollywood movies he writes, no matter how many comic books he writes, no matter how he's, he's going to, he's only getting bigger. His star is only rising. He will still eat garbage food all the time. Oh, yeah. I got to keep it real. I will never forget the time when it was right after Book of Eli. And, like, it's weird now because, of course, I can come over there, kiss you on the mouth, and we would just be fine because we're Greg and Gary and we're best friends now. We haven't been for a long time. But it was right after Book of Eli hit, and, like, it was this thing where you kind of surfaced for a new generation of video game uh, fans, if you know what I mean. Where, like, when I remember when you, like, announced you were working on a movie – and I remember the old people at IGN were all like, oh, Gary's writing a movie. That's crazy. And everybody's like, who's Gary? Oh, he used to review video games. Oh, okay. He's, he's yeah, he used to review video games before you were born. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, Book of Eli hit. And so then you kind of got introduced as Gary Witta, the writer, not so much Gary Witta, the video game journalist or whatever. And I remember when your star was rising and you're doing all this cool stuff and you're on all sorts of live streams and showing around. And like, I wrote a movie and this is awesome. And Denzel Washington's in it. And here's a photo of me. I remember my old roommate, Mike Mitchell. Uh, hit me up one day and be like, I met Gary Witte today. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Where, but where did you meet Gary Witte? He's like, he was in line at the KFC Taco Bell. Oh, that's and right. Gary, I remember that. Changed. Gary Witte is still in line at the KFC I Taco still, Bell. I still eat the same shit that I ate when I couldn't afford to eat anything better. Is that the one that's closed? Oh, yeah, that's the one, that that one, that, that one on, um, uh, was it on Irving? That was a rough KFC. Yeah, if you, if you, if you, oh, like, you'd, one, you'd have yeah. to really want some chicken because you might have to fight for it. How bad do you want like that, this chicken that, and that burrito? That and the uh, that and the McDonald's at the at the end of Hate Street that um is got also That's gone, gone too. Now. Yeah, Shady McDonald's. Oh, we talked yeah. about those are those are some rough fucking places. Yeah, you better you better be ready to rumble. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I tweeted out earlier, all right, don't tell anybody. And you've already clicked on the video and you've come this far. It's a slowish news day. We're gonna have some great times around here, whatever. But we can also just troubleshoot. The Kevin, slow I'm, news days are, are sometimes the best ones, oh, though. But it's me and Gary. Then we get to go off we are off the rails and do whatever we want. Kevin, what I'm asking you is I have that flicker going on. And when, when I know you've seen it before and you've seen it's something with my camera and then it's whatever and the lights and whatever and the screen uh, thing. Some uh. kid a couple weeks ago was like, if you change the ISO, that would help. Would that work? Should I do that? I don't think it's the ISO. It's the with the, the other one. The, the, one the over frame 60. rate, the hertz yeah, of my yeah, monitor. Yeah, yeah. The, the one over 60 number on your camera. Oh, yeah, you're flickering again. 
Yeah, but I, it's just it's a thing that I don't know how to fix. I mean, your, your, your camera is set. I mean, I'm sure your screen is set to like 140, right? Here, do me a favor. Yeah. Right click on your screen, hit display settings. I think that's <laughs> let's do, let's do the tech support live <laughs> on the show. Oh, come on now. This is this is here's what I'll say right now. Kind of funny fans, this show's for you. People, the looky loos who come in when there's a big headline or something, whatever, and they're like, oh man, what, what, who murdered this person in video games today? No, no, this is one that you're like, oh man, I hate Nick Scarpino as much as Greg does. All right, I'm in display, yeah. And then go to advanced display settings <laughs> and tell me, what does it say under refresh rate? All right, advanced display to set it, and then uh, refresh rate is 119.974. Oh, so it's 120. But I have a thing here, I can change it. I can go to 59, I go to 99, I can go to 143. Let me see 59. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to 59. Hold on to your. No, still strobing. For a second, there you went away. 99. No, for like a second, when you switch, it goes away, but then it comes right back. Went to 143. Uh, Turn your it might just off. be that it might just be that uh hoodie because i'm not seeing no, it no no it's it's plenty of my other outfits no, yeah, too. yeah. you turn your elgato off it's also on the, the black. Lights? like yeah sure they're off oh, oh that's worse shit, look at it go look at it go yeah, yeah it's everywhere it's all over, <laughs> what's, all over the highest, what's the highest you can set it <laughs> what do you mean my refresh rate yeah my i have uh 143 oh you're very bright now it was at one forty three originally. No, I was at one nineteen originally, right? Put it at one forty three. Let's see what that does. One forty three. We did it a second ago. That's what you get. No, it's annoying because it goes away for a second every time you switch it, but then it comes right back. What if I turn the lights up real bright? I mean, yeah, then you're good. Could it also? <laughs> okay, now it's gone. Yeah, I'm just staring into the fucking yeah. sun. Now, now, you, now you look like you're in a hostage video. What if I do forty three? <laughs> <laughs> we have Iron Man. <laughs> Obadiah Stane, you lied to us. You lied to us about who we were kidnapping. I can I can suffer through a bit brighter for this show that no one's gonna watch. <laughs> used to do it. Used to do it on mine. It, can, it could also be the shutter speed of your camera. It's definitely the shutter speed of the camera. That's the one over six that I was saying. Yeah. But the thing is, 120 should be fine because your, your camera. What does your camera say? Uh, bottom left corner. It should be one over something. Yeah, one over 100. Oh, that's weird as shit. That's it, 100%. That should be one over 60. Why is it okay. a one over 100? How do I change that? I'm going to try to make it figure out. Yeah, you definitely want to start messing around Echo, with the camera. Echo, change the camera to one over 60. <laughs> what? That's weird as shit. She doesn't understand what it means. She doesn't understand what that means at all. Yeah, she's dumb. <laughs> the chat, Radio Shack 2723. <laughs> Story number one. Greg Miller is fucking flying stuff. Well, we filled no. up, what, 10 minutes? We, this no, is going ladies on. and gentlemen, oh. we have plenty of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the fact that you can play Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for free. Kotaku is on strike. And I, Greg Miller, am obsessed with a mobile game. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday. We bring you the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, you should like the show. Be on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You, of course, can get the show ad-free, and you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. If that wasn't enough, you get benefits for writing in for PSI Love You to get to watch us record that live, watch Gary on the uh, X-Cast live. Usually, get to watch the Gamescast live. Uh, We do have embargoes this week, so the Gamescast will not be live recorded for you, but you can still write in. You'll still get a post show on demand. As you do. And remember that too. If you're like, man, you know, this is you scratching your head. If you're an, oh, I'm sorry, audio listeners, I was scratching my beard. You go, man, you know, I, I, mean, I haven't done it in a long time. Now I do. Think about it. You jump in, there's like, what, 300 episodes of the Games Cast? You have 300 post shows. Think about all that time you have wow. to listen to shit. Yeah, all the bless who's I won. It'd be great. You could have a great time over there. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way or just don't want to have a great time, you, of course, can get this show live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, of course, use your Amazon Prime. Give us that Prime Gaming sub. But more importantly, keep us honest. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. I have some housekeeping for you, believe it or not. Uh, last night, a whole bunch of us went and saw the Batman. That's right. We have seen the Batman. We have seen Robert Pattinson. Gary, I assume you got to go to a private screening because you were writing a Batman comic book. They no, I, you- I, I, like, as, we were, as we were discussing before the show, 
You'd think that, right? You'd think that, you know, actually, no, I, don't, I wouldn't expect that at all. But, you know, just because I'm writing a Batman comic doesn't mean I get free tickets to go see a Batman movie. I don't even, I can't even get to go because, you know, we still have an unvaccinated infant here at home. We, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're very, um, you know, cautious, cautious about that stuff. So I'm going to wait uh, for 45 days and uh, watch it on HBO Max. Well, we didn't wait, and that means you're going to be getting a whole bunch of content from us today. They are recording the Kind of Funny Screencast spoiler-free review, just uh, top-level thoughts on what's going on with it. And then DCEU in-review will return on Thursday. We will record uh, that with full spoilers, and that will go live, and we will rank it. Or I'm not DCEU. I'm sorry, Batman in-review, Batman in-review. And we'll rank it against all the other Batman films that aren't in the DCEU. All for your viewing and or listening pleasure uh kevin there's a housekeeping here i know you've been digging around trying to find my iso but it is of course march 1st ladies and gentlemen it is a brand new month and that means now there is a new patreon platinum reward up on patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you support us at the platinum tier this month you'll get this amazing amazing kevin avengers kind of funny poster that has been made uh i sent this around to everyone i was immediately incredibly impressed with it and I like it a lot, Kevin. Do you like it? Do you like how you look in it? I love my hair. You know what I mean? I just, this is lots of hair. Of course, this is, you know, we, we contract uh, kind of funny best friends and artists out there. This is from KFBF Salesh. Uh, you can get there. Uh, go look at it. Uh, get it. And get it on the Patreons. Have some fun over there. And you can also go to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. I'm sorry. Kindoffunny.com slash Platinum to see uh, every month the thing we put up. You can only get it that month, but it's a good way to be like, well, did they just knock it out of the park this month? No, sir. We knock it out of the park every month. Thing Patreon producers would know there. that like Gordon Maguire, Fargo perfect. Brady, and Pranksky. Today we're brought to you by Gilbert. Seems like there's someone I missing on that poster, Greg. Well, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, mm. eight, nine. Cool, Greg. Yeah, We're no cool, Greg. Greg. You're right. Yeah. No cool, Greg. Yeah, That's a good point. You put a fucking dog on the poster and you didn't put me on it. You're oh. a part-timer, Witta. Hang it up. Come here. Be full-time. Get on the 401k. You know what I mean? Yeah, all right. Fair enough. I, I, I can't have people just drawn. <laughs> you were on the poster. First off, you were on the poster last month. Last month was the kind of funny uh, uh, PS I Love You uh, versus X-Cast poster. That was the physical one going out. Okay. So we stole your likeness for that and gave you nothing for that. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, so I, so I get to be on one poster. That's I get one poster that I get to be on. Is that you what it is? Other posters. You know Have what I? Mean? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, sure. I don't want to. You know what? I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah, I'm not on your poster. I don't want to be on it. Com slash platinum. I just made this thing today because I wasn't updating the website enough. But it's easy enough to say. Twitter has moments which no one in their right mind uses, but I like to use them once in a while. So here, I, so there you are. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. you were in February. Scroll back. Uh, you know, this November one, I think you're in that's, I think here, I'll, sh I'll throw it over to Kevin, Kevin, I'm going to put it just into housekeeping or not put it into yours. I'll put it straight to Kevin here and then Kevin, here it comes, coming straight to you. So yes, you were in, like I said already, you were in the last month. Uh, you had the thing there. I remember that one. Yeah. And then this one from back in November, it was a bloodborne print with uh blessing. So there you are in the very, uh, the back. And then blessings in front of you, getting ready to fight you. Oh yeah, like, you really captured my likeness there. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got his ass, everybody. Uh, let's get into what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker's dozen. And I'll be honest, we were horsing around there and I got cut off. I think I said we're brought to you by Guild Wars, but if I didn't, we're brought to you by Guild Wars, and I'll tell you about that later. But for now, let's start with the first story. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Game Pass. I have the rundown of what the new update for March Game Pass is going to be, and it looks like this before we talk about Marvel's. Number one, out today, Far Changing Tides comes to cloud, console, and PC. This is a day one release. Xbox describes it. Available on day one with Game Pass, embark on a stunning new journey into this atmospheric vehicle adventure set in a beautifully realized post-apocalyptic world. As, per, as protagonist Toe, you must navigate the flooded landscape at the helm of a unique ship that upgrades and evolves as you progress on your journey. Solve puzzles, navigate the changing weather, and dive to unknown depths in your search for a new home. Then Microsoft Flight Simulator comes to cloud. Uh, then this is all, those were the two today, right? That's awesome for Flight Simulator, Gary. Obviously, I know we both love Flight Simulator. Cool mm -hmm. that people can just play it via cloud now. However, here are the upcoming ones, right? Uh, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13 comes to console and PC March 3rd. Kentucky Route Zero comes to cloud, console, PC on March 10th. Lawn Mowing Simulator comes to Xbox One March 10th. 
Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy comes to cloud console and PC March 10th. And then Young Souls, the game I think looks neat, comes to cloud console and PC March 10th as well. Gary, I want to talk about, of course, the fact that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Xbox Game Pass. But I imagine you have something to say about Lawnmower Simulator. Um, you know, you think that I would really be into Lawnmower Simulator because I was really into Power Wash Simulator. If yeah. Power Wash Simulator had come to Game Pass, then we could have a real conversation. I did try Lawnmower. I, I like, you know, I like some of these silly, you know, kind of just idle you know, blow off some steam. Like Power Wash Simulator is really, really, really genuinely fun and relaxing and cool to play. Yeah. And I guess Lawnmower Simulator is supposed to be part of that same little, you know, quirky little subgenre. I tried it. It didn't it didn't scratch the same itch that power washing did for I, I don't I don't um find mowing the lawn as satisfying as I do power washing, basically. Okay, that's fair enough. And I respect that and I appreciate you for opening up about that. So let's pivot instead, ladies and gentlemen, to the fact that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, a triple A Marvel game that came out last year, uh, of course, published by Square Enix, made by IDOS Montreal, is in fact coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh currently, if I'm look and I'm this is kind of silly of me, I guess. I have uh, Metacritic open, I have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy pulled up for PlayStation 5. It has an 80. Let me give you the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on uh the old Xbox there. Hold on. Mm, why doesn't why don't they all just pop why do i gonna go one by one guardians i mean we're, i mean we're right there all right the pc has a 78 it says the ps5 has an 80 you assume i mean i'm so close to spelling the word <laughs> you're allowed to cough it's okay i'm not mad at you then updates and then no no individual listing apparently for xbox i'm probably just using it wrong but you get the idea 80, we'll say. Uh, one of those that a lot of people liked, including the folks over at DICE. If you remember, uh, I hosted the DICE Awards alongside Jessica Chobot last week. Killed it if I do say so myself. Uh, and uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy actually won a bunch of awards, including Outstanding Achievement in Story, Adventure Game of the Year. Uh, and those, there was those two, actually. Then it was a comment that I had fun. So Adventure Game of the Year, uh, Outstanding uh, Achievement in Story. Uh, both Marvel's Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy takes that home. And now, in fact, that will be coming to Xbox Game Pass. What's interesting as well, to toss this in is of course the fact that last week right yeah uh marvels of the guardian marvels guardians of the galaxy underperformed upon launch i'm reading from gamenews24.com where noah s writes in a recent financial report square enix revealed that guardian the guardians launch price was lower than expected uh, despite more immediate sales uh, such as discounts in the store the company became became able to get the title off with the name this is uh definitely a translated google one but you understand we're going there it is ign.com or ryan dinsdale's story marvel's guardians of the galaxy had a slow start for square enix as the publisher admitted the game initially underperformed when it launched in october last year during its latest financial briefing square enix commented that despite receiving positive reviews guardians of the galaxy quote sales on launch undershot our initial expectations the game made up ground, however, uh, through different sales initiatives, such as store discounts, that began in November, and Square Enix said it intends to work to continue to expand sales to make up for the title's slow start. Uh, that was what they said, of course, on February 22nd. Here we are, March 1st, and guess what? It's come to Game Pass. So, Gary, I think that's how they're going to make up for the slow start. Uh, what's your read on this? Of course, you're a host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. You talk about Xbox and Game Pass all the time. Guardians of the Galaxy coming next pass uh, or uh, Game Pass, uh, like big news, you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good get for Game Pass. Uh, first of all, on the on, on the launch, because this is the first first time hearing of it that the uh, that the game underperformed at launch. Launching it in October and sending it into that meat grinder, you know, the holiday meat grinder when you're a Call of Duty and sure. Halo and Forza and all these other big titles is kind of sucking all the oxygen out of the room. Maybe not the best. I mean, it's a really really strong game, but I don't know if it had enough um behind it to really compete with you know the the real heavy hitters of this past holiday season might have been bad i was gonna say wait until you know like like now february but february's a nightmare as well you got all these other big games coming out you got horizon out there elden ring it's it, there's no there's no easy windows in in uh, the game Not calendar anymore, anymore, there's competition everywhere but the, but the the point being it is it is obviously a really really good game like you say it just it just won a bunch of awards at um at dice rightly right. so very very, very very well liked game um and uh yeah a very very good get for game pass and they just they just keep piling on the the bangers over there at uh game pass hq you know we, we say it so often on the xcast it's always kind of a meme now but best value in gaming best value in entertainment i think people say that all over the place i say it too like i agree with it and i think this is such a great example of 
one of the reasons I love Game Pass. I like the idea that a bigger publisher, now, well, granted, first off, too, you know, jumping off of the headline from IGN, right, of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy initially underperformed for Square Enix. I saw somebody quote tweet that and go, when has anything ever performed to Square Enix's expectations, right? Because Tomb Raider, they gave shit for, and the list goes on, and things they just are like, this did not, they let Hitman go, right, and all these different things in terms of what the fuck Square wants out of its things. But what I love about this is that you can, I think publishers, well, developers are always inspired to take a risk. You can sell to a publisher with things like Game Pass, maybe with uh, PlayStation Spartacus coming up. Hey, we're going to take a shot on this. You know, the name hopefully will carry it to make it the next Spider-Man. But if it doesn't, it'll do fine. It'll do well enough. Obviously, we're partnering with Marvel Games. And then we can put it on Xbox Game Pass. We can make our money back there. You'll get a flat fee check from Xbox that you hope pushes it to whatever maybe crazy expectations Square has. But at least the profitability. At least to say, hey, this is that. And then as we yeah. always talk about, get it to people who want to play it, have lower expectations because they didn't put in the 60 or 70 bucks. And then say, you know what? I can't wait for a Guardians 2. Or I can't wait for what comes next from uh, IDOS Montreal. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm, I'm fascinated by the economics of, of Game Pass in, in terms of how it works, like how how good a deal it is for developers, how Microsoft, how it works in terms of how much money Microsoft is willing to sink into it to drive subscriptions, because that's clearly um, the strategy. Uh, when it comes to big, you know, the AAA type games like this, like Guardians of the Galaxy, that are very big and expensive to make and need to make a lot of money back to recoup their their you know development and marketing costs. I'm not quite sure how the numbers add up. I do know that for smaller games, like indie, because I know indie developers who have told me this, for, sure. for smaller games, the minute the game goes on Game Pass, they're in the black. Like they, like Microsoft already paid them more money than they could than, than they could have hoped to make, you know, in a in an optimistic scenario, just selling the game at retail. So it's a great deal for developers, certainly of smaller games. I imagine it's also a, a, a good deal for um, companies like Square, where you know they give it a bit of a run out, they sell some copies, and then they put it on game pass and whatever payment they get from microsoft is a nice little top up and maybe that does kind of put them over the over the top and takes the game out of the red and into the black so um again how that works out for microsoft i don't know i think they're probably still sinking much like you know like, you know like netflix spends so much money on content just to kind of build up the library and drive subscriptions i think that um x pass is probably doing uh, or game pass is probably doing something Similar, like such just, a good name, though. Yeah, maybe, I said maybe it earlier too, and it is maybe a really that, good name. I know, it just kind of rolled off the tongue. There. Maybe cut and run on Game Pass and put it. So in you know, it's uh, the economics of it from from Microsoft side is still very opaque. We don't quite know how it works, but they are clearly willing to spend a lot of money getting big big name games on that platform. And last week on the X Cast, when me and Mike and Paris were talking about this, because we were talking about Jeffy Grub Grubs reporting on some of the uh, um, yeah some of the Spartacus, like the different tiers of like PlayStation sure. Plus, what that might actually look like. And it seemed like it wasn't going to be as robust an offering as Game Pass. And there was some discussion about, well, maybe it doesn't need to be like Sony's still the market leader. Maybe they don't need to go toe to toe and have something that's as good as Game Pass. And nor do I think it's necessarily fair to expect whatever Sony launches on day one to be as good as Game Pass has For grown sure. to be because Microsoft had this head start. But it is going to be interesting to see um, just how aggressively uh, Sony is willing to go to match Game Pass. Because as I said on the Xcast last week, if they were, if they really were going to match game, you know, Xbox and Game Pass, one-to-one -one, they'd have to be willing to say well you know from now on god of war horizon last of us uncharted all these titles are going to be all, all our big like you know exclusive yep. and first party titles are going to be uh rolled into that into that subscription i don't think they're going to go that far do you not anytime soon they, for that to happen i think playstation has to start losing I think Xbox has to right. surge ahead in whatever metric PlayStation wants to do. I, you know, whether it, it is consoles, whether it is mindshare, whether it is whatever is popular opinion. I think PlayStation would have to be getting their doors beaten off in probably all three of those. And then a bunch of other categories. I don't know for them to do that because it's what you're saying of like, yeah, PlayStation. What, you know, right now we're, we don't know what Spartacus is. So we keep comparing Spartacus to Game Pass. And I'm sure in a perfect world, that's what PlayStation would want it to be. But maybe they're going to market and have different expectations, as they often do, for what it is. Because guess what? They want you buying that $70 retail game, and they want you playing it on your system that, you know, is hard to get right now. And is this, uh, you know, mass market boutique thing, right? It's always talking about what, yeah. what is a PlayStation Studios game? It is a AAA, often third-person, super-polished narrative game. And I know, there, you know Gran Turismo comes out this week. I'm not saying that's all it can be. But that's the kind of... Uh, accolades they're running with now right and it's interesting you know i saw it go by in the chat and it's uh gone now because you guys are all being so awesome on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games but somebody made a joke of you know elden ring says it's every saying elden rings game of the year but god of war says hold my beer like 
that's the kind of crazy year you have and what people expect out of something like Sony Santa Monica. After It'll God be interesting. I mean, you're right that Xbox is definitely being the more aggressive player here because they are, you know, catching up. Generally, if you're in front, you're, you're likely to be more complacent. And if, you're, and, and, yep. and if you're catching up, you're likely to be more aggressive. And then I think that's what we're seeing. Um, and it'll be interesting to see just how much this really does change the the equation, you know, a year or two years once it's really had time to bed in. Because I said to you before, Greg, like anecdotally, well, I, I've told you before, like my, my arguments kind of change when, when people, and I still get this question quite often from like, you know, families and you know, family members and friends. Oh, I'm going to get a console. Which one should I get? And I would, and I would often say, eh, like flip a coin is really not that much of a difference yeah. between, I'd ask a couple of questions like what's important to you? What do you want to get out of it? But I generally go, they're, they're, they're both pretty much the same. 90, 95% of the games are the same. They're, they're almost indistinguishable in terms of hardware. You're going to have roughly the same experience on either one. Now, today, I would say get an Xbox because because Game Pass is the factor. Like you just can't you can't compete with it. Well, it's, I mean, it's such if you were coming, I, I think that's uh, you're talking about your family and stuff. I wonder how many people there are out there like that are happening. But like, yeah, for a casual quote unquote gamer or somebody coming back to gaming, yeah, buy an Xbox and buy the ten dollar whatever. Yeah, and, it's like a buck when you and, buy the Xbox or some shit. Like, yeah. And the issue the, is, I wonder if game I, you missed. I wonder if Xbox needs to kind of like push it harder in terms of their marketing message to gamers who are coming in because. Again, I just had this conversation recently with like a um, a friend of uh, my wife's was was asking uh, what they uh, they had just got an Xbox and they asked what games they should buy and I said don't buy anything just get a Game Pass subscription they're like what's that and I explained to them what it was and they were like what really like once you know what it is it's incredible but I don't know how like if people are that obviously they throw the you know the the two week or the thirty day subscription card in, in with every um, box but I feel like if they it, it once you know what it is you can't say no to it right so Microsoft just needs to make sure that everyone knows what it is. Yeah, that's a, and I, they're trying to spread that good word, Gary. They're trying to get out and spread that good word as we speak. Um, number two on the Roper Report, Go Media. Is, is, that's how you say it, right? Or is it G slash O? I've heard, I heard a lot of people say Go, right? Go Media is on strike. Of course, this is uh, the staffs of Kotaku. Uh, actually, I'll read from Steven Totillo's tweet that went up about this, and then we'll go to a variety article. But uh, Go Media, the staffs of Kotaku, Gizmodo, uh, Jalo, Jalo, Jalopnik, uh, Jezebel, Lifehacker, and The Root have gone on strike. Management failed to offer new contract as the old one expired last night. Solidarity with everybody there. Again, that's Steven Totillo, uh, Axios, formerly from Kotaku. Kevin, I put the tweet there if you want to click on it and get that because it also then has a little layout graph of what's going on from uh, the Go Media site. But we'll jump to Todd Spangler over at Variety.com who writes, Member of a union representing about 100 editorial staffs at Go Media Publications, including Jezebel, The Root, Lifehacker, Kotaku, and Gizmodo, have gone on strike after its contract with the company expired Monday at midnight. Uh, Gizmodo Media Group Union, uh, organized with the, the Writers Guild of America East, unanimously approved the strike, parentheses, with 93% of members voting, after the union's second contract expired February 28th. Members of the GMG union began picketing outside Go Media's offices uh, on Tuesday. Uh, in a statement, the GMG union said, quote, In 2015, this union broke new ground when it organized the first digital media union. Now, GMG union will break ground yet again. We are the first digital media shop to go on an open-ended strike for a fair contract, end quote. The GMG union said it has engaged in a good in good faith negotiations with Go Media since late January. Quote, at every step, Go Media has slowed down the process with a lack of preparedness installing tactics, it said. The union is asking Go Media to maintain its cap on healthcare costs, guarantee minimum wage increases, add trans-inclusive health coverage, parentheses, compliant with World Professional Association for Transgender Health Guidelines, and maintain parental leave benefits. The union comprises roughly 100 reporters, editors, artists, podcasters, social Social media specialists and videographers. Video, yeah, graphic. Uh, in a memo sent Tuesday to Go Media staff, CEO Jim Spanfeller wrote that he was, quote, disappointed we could not come to terms on the current GMG union contract. We bargained in good faith right up until the deadline late last night when the union voted to cut off talks and strike. Spanfeller claimed that the terms Go Media offered the union were, quote, not only equivalent to, but in some instances better than terms agreed to by the Onion Union, GMG's sister union here at Go uh, just one year ago. Uh, we, quote, we are struggling to understand why terms agreed to by half the editorial union members last year are not acceptable to the other half now, Spanfeller wrote in the memo. Unfortunately, that puts Go Media in an untenable position with regard to these current negotiations. Go Media, Go Media was formed in 2019 after Univision sold Gizmodo Media Group to, and The Onion to private equity firm Great Hill Partners and Spanfeller, who owns a minority stake in the company. Univision had, it, had in 2016 bought several uh, assets of Gawker Media in a bankruptcy auction. 
which didn't include Gawker.com, owned by Bustle Digital Group. The union posted photos of the picket line Tuesday on social media. Gary, you and I, of course, are both incredibly pro-union. We want the people making our stuff to be taken care of. I think what I've read through, uh, Kevin still has it up. Great job, Kevin. And then, of course, what we summarized here from what the union is looking for, especially the trans-inclusive healthcare coverage and things of that nature, sounds great and should be an easy win. And so, obviously, you might be like, all right, we spent a lot of time on something that isn't about video games, right? But it is about video game reporting. I do think we don't talk about it enough that, of course, uh, out today is always pulled from uh, Zach over at Kotaku. Uh, Zach Zawizen uh, over there does out today on his thing every week. This week in games, we pull it, we use it, we use it daily over here to make this show for you guys. Zach's been on the show and hosting the stuff, and I know Blessing's talked about it before. But this is the kind of thing of like, if you like video game journalism stuff, you need to take care of the people making it. But at a broader stroke, where are you at with this union one? Um, I mean, like you, Greg, I'm a union man. I'm a proud uh, member of the Writers Guild of America West, uh, which is actually not, which is not the same as the Writers Guild of America East, which is affiliated with this strike action. Um, But, you know, I'm not going to go on another rant. I've done it before. I'm a a big union guy. I come from the UK, which is a big union uh, culture there and and you know unions are really important they're kind of part of the, the backbone of our um society in in in, uh, in many ways and collective action collective bargaining is really the only way uh for the little guy uh to 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 be protected against the the the, the kind of malpractice and exploitive um employment practices that we that we see these major corporations and fucking like private equity like these the, the, the private equity funds they can't be trusted to be uh, good custodians of uh, of media outlets, or they, you know, they they're just commodities to them. All they care about is making money. It's you know, that that part of it's very depressing. But you know, as much as you never want to see anyone on go out on strike, because you know it's hard for it's hard for everyone, right? When you're out on strike. But uh, I, I've I've been on strike. I've been on a picket line. I remember when the Writers Guild striked many years ago, and it's you know it's tough it's tough for everyone. You can't work. You can't make money. Um, you know, a lot of people end up losing their jobs. You get scabs and picket line crosses and things like that. It's all very, very unpleasant. You only strike if you really need to. So I trust that um, this union didn't take the the strike action uh, lightly. Striking is a weapon of last resort, but all of their asks sound perfectly reasonable. Um, I, I wish them the best, and I hope I hope they uh, hope they succeed in getting what they want. Agreed. You know, again, you can go find out more about this at gmgunion.com. Uh, it's went through the chat a second ago. I didn't know about this or hadn't seen it yet, but I guess there's a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter. It's already gone. There it was. Yeah, okay. Uh, Nanobiologist has it. Uh, if you want to donate to the Strike Fund, they have a GoFundMe set up. You can get it at twitter.com slash gmgunion uh, to cover, of course. Uh, Nano says it will cover lost salaries while they're on strike. So, you know, just a show of solidarity to everybody over at Kickstarter out there trying to do some... Uh, Good, uh, good striking for you know, get management to listen to what they're doing. Now, does this mean if I go, if I go to Kotaku right now, is there no? Do they have nothing like no new reporting up today? Are they like actually kind of down tools? I guess so, right? I would think so. Yeah, I mean the staff striking. Right? I, I checked in at Kotaku, but I didn't see. Yeah, they, the last thing up here is an Ethan Gotch article. Nintendo just made some switch to an apps killer, and it went up yesterday at twelve forty three p.m. That's what their top story is right now. Okay, so I mean that for a daily website, that's yeah, that's old, right? So yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yesterday at seven o'clock, Ian Walker put up Elden Ring's dirty messages are my favorite because I'm twelve. <laughs> Which well, is a good read if you haven't been paying attention to all the goofy stuff that people are putting into Elden Ring. Uh, but I digress. We put goofy stuff on the internet all the time. Uh, thanks to your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny and kind of funny games. But guess what? You're not listening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Because if you were, you could get this show ad-free along with getting your name read, your questions in, and of course getting the post show we do after this. But I digress. I'm not about that right now. I'm talking about the ads. And speaking of Here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon, the third expansion for the award-winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon Saga. There's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to to explore the beautiful Canton continent, travel, fish with your friends in your own personal skiff, unlock nine new elite specializations, pilot the Siege Turtle combat mount, and way, way more. If you're new to Guild Wars 2, don't worry, their community of over 16 million players are ready to welcome you with open arms. If you're already a Guild Wars 2 commander, it's time to gear up for some new adventures. Like that Siege Turtle mount I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it can bear two riders, one to handle the turtle, the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell. That's awesome. What about the personal skiff I mentioned? It's your new home away from home on the waves. Ferry your whole party around to explore, relax, or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around Tyria. You can check out the link in the description to get your hands on Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons available now. One, 
Hello, my darling. Hello, my... Uh, let's go to number three on the Roper Report, Gary. Puzzle Quest 3 is out today. The review embargo is up, and we have a review roundup for it. Uh, it's, let me start with who's got the highest review so far. Uh, kindoffunny.com gave it a four out of five. Kevin, can we watch the TikTok I made of this? It's there. Puzzle Quest 3 is great. If you missed its debut 15 years ago, God, I'm... Puzzle Quest is a delightful RPG series where you adventure across Etheria battling rats, trolls, and dragons. The catch is that the combat is all done via match three gameplay. Match three skulls, do some damage. Match three colored gems, power up your spells to unleash when the time is right. If it sounds lame, it is not. It is as addictive as ever. On top of that is this detailed RPG system that has you leveling gear, grinding for loot, and trying to find the best build for one of the five classes you're playing as. This iteration is a live service game, so there are daily challenges, free and paid battle passes, and online play. That means it is trying to get you to buy boosters every so often, but I didn't feel like I needed them. I have so much to say about Puzzle Quest 3's chest, minions, and replayability, but it's free to play on mobile where I played and Steam, so you have nothing to lose and can check my full review this week on the Gamescast. But if you want the short version now, Puzzle Quest 3 is great. If you missed its debut, fi crushed it, crushed it. Love it. That was a great one. I don't know. This Greg guy's great, Gary. You know what I mean? He should review more games. Worked on me. Look, I went and got it. Fuck yeah, you did, Gary. All right, we're going to talk about some puzzle quests. Uh, let me give you two other reviews, though, before we get into more stuff. Uh, Pocket Gamer gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Over there, uh, Catherine Ng uh, Deloso said, Puzzle Quest 3 is an enjoyable match 3 slash RPG experience from the OG franchise that started the genre match in the first place. It's not for casual players, and the paywall feels a little too high at times, but the match 3 combat itself is an engaging experience that's one for the books. And then PC Mag gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Uh, Will Greenwald said, The first Puzzle Quest combined match 3 puzzles with RPG elements to great success. Puzzle Quest 3 adds free-to-play mechanics to the pile and ends up being it ends up with far less than it started with. And then that was the start of Will's uh review. And then he really goes into the fact that he thinks there the free-to-play mechanics and the you know paywall stuff and the slowing you down is uh slowing down progression. Personally, I didn't run into that. Uh and I'm down to talk to you about it, Gary. So do you I see you downloading it? You're old like I'm old. Did you play the original Puzzle Quest? Was this one of your games back in the day? No, the reason why when I saw your tweet this morning, it, it stuck out is because I used to be a big, and I don't, I don't even know if they're officially related, but I used to be a big fan and a big player of Marvel Puzzle Quest. Oh yeah, they're related. Yeah, that's the same. That's the same. Okay, so I used to play a ton of Marvel Puzzle Quest and I used to really enjoy that. And that was a free to play game yeah. where you would like, where you could pay like to, you know, buy booster packs and stuff. I actually did sink a bit of money into that game. I think Leo did as well. We both you know bought a bunch of characters and stuff and got really, really into it um and uh you know who doesn't like who doesn't like a good match three game i fucking love those when you when you just need to like tune out like for yeah. 10 minutes you know like in a, you know like in a, i know you're waiting for a, a bus or you know what are you just sitting around you need to kill like 10 minutes those match three games are brilliant so i'll give it a try and yeah it always comes down to like how aggressive you know, as soon as it says free to play i'm like uh i was kind of hoping it was going to be on apple arcade because then i know i don't have to worry about any of that shit yeah um and as soon as i see i don't honestly, honestly i would rather pay like 3.99 up front and just never have it ask me for money again sure. um but uh you know i'll play it for a bit and depending on how again it, i don't think that microtransactions are inherently a good or a bad thing like anything it's how it's done right i've seen games that use microtransactions well with marvel puzzle quest it didn't bother me that much i kind of felt like no you know what i want to get this pack like i could play without it i'd be fine but i want i want to get these like extra things and i didn't mind doing it it's when games really kind of hold you over a barrel and say like yep. oh it's gonna it's gonna take you oh you're playing like some farming game it's gonna take you 10 million years to build a fucking fence unless you start put, putting some coins in the slot those kind of games can fuck off um but you know the the ones i think are a little bit better managed than i thought marvel puzzle quest was i was perfectly happy i probably spent about 50 60 bucks on that game by the time it was all done because yeah. that's the genius of microtransactions right you don't notice it's spending it's a little money, here, a little money there, before you know it. you spent a lot of money that's how they get you that's the genius of it um and so i'll give it a try i'll remain like, like, oh, i'll, I'll, I'll take it on faith because yeah my I thing you've, is, got, I you've played... got a kind of funny kingdom that i'll join yeah i made a kind of funny kingdom right there i'll make sure i save you a spot because it's if once you guys get leveled to be able to be into the kingdoms you're more than welcome to join the kind of funny kingdom it's on my twitter thread about this uh and that's the thing where i i i was like legitimately so happy when marvel puzzle quest got announced and i was like oh this i this is oh, like peanut butter and jelly quest. for you yeah and i was like oh no it is it is puzzle quest my problem with marvel puzzle quest is i felt it held your hand too much like I didn't feel like I got loose into getting into the puzzles fast enough. I felt okay. like it was like after a while of playing, it was still like I'm Nick Fleury and I'm gonna tell you how to do the thing. This puzzle quest, puzzle quest three, 
uh, I got a week and a half ago and it's all I've been playing uh, outside of Martha's Dead for review. And so like when I went to Dice, I, I mentioned ahead of time, you know, I'm going to go to Dice. I'm going to bring, that'll be where I'll do Pokemon uh, Arceus. Didn't even pack the Switch. Just brought uh, Puzzle Quest and just played Puzzle Quest. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's interesting to see the back and forth of it. I'm interested to talk to people as they get into it and experience more of it. As somebody who doesn't play mobile games, I'm in, and if you're telling me your game is free to play a mobile game, I was expecting there to be more hurdles of the paywall stuff or more. It's in your face of like, you'll unlock a new character. And like, Hey, do you want to buy a pack, you know, for this character to, you know, whatever. And I always said, no, um, I have a question from my uh, Twitter thread. Now we're going to do a full review on Gamescast, uh, but over on my Twitter thread, Linky Dragoon had written in and said, are you able to speak on if you were given boosts that you would normally have to pay for? I'm going to try it out, but people, and I think he was reviewing uh, the PC uh, mag review, uh, say the free, free pay, free to play elements get in the way a lot. This is an interesting one from Linky Dragoon, and I appreciate it. I did get a booster pack from the the developers or whatever, but I screenshotted before I ever redeemed it, and I had been playing before I ever redeemed it, and then I screenshotted uh, as of today to compare or whatever, and there's a possibility. I, I think they gave me – for me, it was the resources for money, like how, how much money you would have had to invest to get these the currencies I had. I didn't use any of the currencies except – uh, that they've given me except the blue gems which you do unlock as you play as well and if you when you start rolling new characters you can grind those really quickly and so i'd be using those to revive my character or whatever yes long story short hold on let me finish the point before you get to like my long story short is that i didn't spend any real money in the game or anything that would have been real money until after i was done like all right cool i'm ready to review it and so even if they had given me some keys as the pack which i think the pc mag just says that that code did the thing i had with it was I still ran out of keys and I still earned more keys. So it wasn't like they gave me a hundred keys. If they gave me five keys, yeah, I burned through them, but I burned through probably 15 more afterwards that I did. But anyways, this game is uh, awesome. I'm obsessed with it. I can't wait to play more of it. If you're a puzzle quest fan and you've played before the big thing here uh, that I didn't talk about in the TikTok cause that's a thing. And I'll talk about tomorrow on the games cast is, um, the idea that this time around it's one V one battles. You kill somebody, a new person will come in, but then at the top, there's a two second cooldown. So once you make your first match that starts going, and if you don't do anything and it expires, it, they then go to the other character, the bad guy who fights you, but doesn't use your board like in before where they'd have to make matches. And instead, if you also then go and match more, you can keep matching and add more time to that two seconds. You can never get beyond two seconds, but you can do multiple matches. You can now drag diagonally to get your tiles in there and stuff. So you can do like, really huge combos you can go oh, all you can, i used to remember in marvel puzzle quest pulling off those big combos right. they were you great. Can go all the way across and stun the character and then drop more stuff on them you're obviously if you if you we well, just saw it, you're using your spells you're upgrading your spells you're the rpg part of it is you know you're getting new equipment and then you're upgrading that equipment and you're taking that from common to rare to what you know, change it, it's an rpg on top of all this stuff and there's plenty of stuff that is like it's it's very much still baby's first rpg or whatever but i'm having a great time with it i'll talk your ear off about it tomorrow sorry Gary, you no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to play. It's interesting. Edwin, it looks like you play this in landscape. Marvel Puzzle Quest, you played horizontally. Yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. Um, vertically. Um, yeah, just it's, it's an interesting thing as you were talking about the the currencies. It's not I maybe mobile invented it, but it's now spread to like all kinds of games. Any kind of games that has any kind of like monetization back end with microtransactions and you know purchasable cosmetics or anything, right? There's always a currency that you spend. And I've noticed that it's it's I I imagine it's pretty standard practice in in video game design now because all games do it. There's usually two or three different currencies, right? And what, there's, oh there's always like a bullshit currency that they'll give you a lot of to make you feel like, oh, I've earned more of the the of the plunkets or whatever it is that they're giving you. But plunkets are basically they're worthless. Like you can't spend them on anything mm, good. Mm, the yeah. the pur- the purple plunkets or whatever it is that you actually. They never give you any of those, and those right, are the you ones that, you know those. you can you use to buy good things, and those are the things that you can buy in the store there's always it's an interesting psychological thing they always give you some bullshit currency to make you feel like you're earning money but even though that that money is basically worthless i like puzzle quest 3 it's very i want you to play it play it because i want you to play it and i want you to get into it and i want to be in the kingdom with you and i want to do a bunch of cool shit uh number four on the roper report ladies and gentlemen is the incredibly rare gary predicted the future and Gary was right. FIFA is going to be getting crossplay. it looks like this is at br gaming on twitter uh br football is reporting FIFA 23 will allow cross-system competition for the first time. Players from Xbox, PC, and PlayStation systems can face each other, per uh, Tom Henderson. Gary, what feels like years and years and years ago, because we were in the studio, but in the grand scheme of things, not that long, you had called this. You had said everything should be uh, cross-play. Why are we not there? 
I can't believe we're not there. And I said, Gary, we're never, we're not going to be there anytime soon. It's going to take forever. And depending on your definition of forever, I think it, it hasn't taken that long because kind of funny has only been around seven years. And this would have been like, what, four years ago. Maybe you said stuff like this, but we're, it's actually happening, Gary. It's actually think, happening. I think we're getting there. This is, um, you know, as, as a football fan, this is particularly pleasing to me because I do like a bit of FIFA and, and this is an area where the lack of cross play has been personally frustrating to me because, you know, I get, Whenever I get FIFA, I always get it on Xbox just because I slightly prefer the Xbox controller. Um, uh, but the other people that I typically would play with usually get it on PlayStation. Yeah. And so, you know, we're we're segregated and we, we I just want these walls to come down. And again, I think that, to, to, you know, our kids are going to grow up, Greg, thinking that this was like prehistoric times. Like, like 20 years from now, your son and my daughter we'll be talking about video games. Going, Can you believe back in the old days, like we get, you, if you had a different system, we couldn't play together. Like it's going to, it's going to seem like, how did we get like, those are the dark ages. Like we're still living through it now. And I'm so glad we're finally coming out of it. But future generations are going to look back on, on the days of like system based segregation between you know, online players, not being able to play with each other. And just think it's really silly. I mean, it is really silly. It's just going to look even sillier once it's a thing of the past. 100%. And so, yeah, it's cool to see. And it's also cool to see EA, you know, do this. Of course, it should be pointed out, of course, this is Tom Henderson's report uh, from xfire.com. Uh, these are, as I'm browsing through his article, because I misread the tweet thinking that it was from uh, BR. Uh, he's, this is like information he has. This is not confirmed. He doesn't have a statement from EA or anything, but you'd imagine, yeah, EA did not give co co comment before publishing the story. You would imagine that this is the way the world is now, and it's nice to see somebody as big as the EA also do that. Uh, the article also says that men's and women's uh, World Cups will be added to FIFA 23 as well. So exciting times if you like yeah. football. Don't expect, don't expect uh -huh. to see Russia in it. Probably not. We stand with Ukraine. Number five, uh, you can make your own dungeon in Genshin Impact. Uh, this is Jason Finelli over at GameSpot, and I wish Blessing wasn't off today so he could come in and tell me wh why this matters. Or I wish that Imran hadn't been a traitor and left. Uh, Genshin Impact developer uh, Hoyoverse, <laughs> formerly MiHoyo, has announced a brand new event for the free-to-play open-world RPG uh, Divine Ingenuity, uh, which opens a, a customizable dungeon mechanic for players to show off their creative minds. The limited-time event will run from March 2nd at 10 a.m. server time until March 21st at 4 a.m server time adding a domain the Genshin impact equivalent of a dungeon in liu uh the eastern region of tefat uh five pre-made custom dungeons will be part of the domain once players arrive and upon clearing them the ability to create custom dungeons will unlock along with standard rewards like perimogens and hero's wit gary i can only assume you're going to get in there and be making dungeons left and right what game is this again this is genshin impact you want to talk about oh, free you know, I games, actually, you know I actually mean? did install that at one point, and I was because Eric, it was, it, there was, a, there was a minute recently, not too long ago, where like everyone was playing it. I thought I should get into this. Yeah, I mean, the anime style actually was kind of, you know, I'm kind of warming up to anime. I've been watching more of it. I feel like I'm more comfortable in, with that aesthetic in that world. I'm like, I'll give it a try. And then I found out it was a, a, a gacha game, and I'm like, uh, it's gonna be one of these things. And I just didn't get into. I didn't bother getting into it there's too much to play i did the same thing where i installed genshin uh when they did the aloy uh character skin and i was like i know people i know people really like this uh, blessing was super into it or getting back into it uh dornbush uh imran the list goes on and i was like and it's like it's like you know uh, they say it's like you know an online breath of the wild or whatever kind of thing and i started it up and i barely got out of like the starting area and i forget why i stopped it i had to stop to do something else and then i was just like oh, when i came back to my system I'm like i want to play something else i don't need to worry about this i'm glad you like it don't get me wrong go enjoy yourselves you could be playing Puzzle Quest 3, but I, I digress. I think I my digress. kid might like it because she's really into into Gacha and that kind of stuff. That's like, that's like her obsession. I think for a certain age group, it's really, really popular. For sure. Number six on the Roper Report, and final, uh, Nintendo Switch Online is adding missions and rewards. This is our friend Darren over at GameSpot who writes... Nintendo has announced that missions and rewards have been added to the Switch Online service. These new features will earn you platinum points, which can be redeemed for items in the My Nintendo Store and new member-exclusive icon elements that you can collect and put together to create a new user icon. You will need to have a Nintendo Switch Online membership to gain access to these features. To access them, you have to navigate to the Switch Online uh, icon on your home screen and then select Missions and Rewards tab. Nintendo says that you'll earn platinum points for things you're probably already doing with your Nintendo Switch Online membership, such as playing online, or trying out the library of classic games. Once you've completed some missions, you can head back to the Nintendo Switch Online app to collect your platinum points. For icon elements, Nintendo says that you'll be able to choose from frames, characters, or background elements to create your own custom user icon. Each month, you will have different theme and icon elements. Uh, they'll be refreshed each week, and this month's offerings are being themed around Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Super Mario Odyssey. Now, Gary, 
I have a feeling neither of us give a shit about this. Good if you want to go make your icons and whatever. I'm more interested to turn back to your daughter. How old is your daughter right now? Which one? Ah, not the one who was born like, you know, a day after mine. I'm aware how old that one is. How old is your oldest daughter? She uh, will be 10 in July. So now where is she playing the majority of her games? Has she switched over to like doing an Xbox PlayStation thing or is she still mainly no, Switch? No, she, she, she plays a little bit of everything. She has a, a Switch Lite, which she loves. She plays a lot of that. She plays Minecraft and... Um, she was playing Fuser on it uh, uh, last night, mixing some mixing some music. Uh, she plays a lot of Sims Four on the Xbox. Okay. Um, she and she's increasingly been playing. We have a, a, a gaming uh, laptop upstairs uh, that she has been uh, playing a lot of games on. She's playing Raft uh, at the moment. She's really into Raft. She plays a lot of Roblox. All kids are into Roblox. She still plays a lot of Among Us. She has a weekly Among Us game that she plays with a bunch of friends. And um, she's uh, harboring ambitions of becoming a YouTuber. Uh, she oh, wants no to make, way. Yeah, because she's really, she's got like some favorite YouTubers that, that she watches. This is the generation now. Like no kids don't watch TV anymore. They, watch, they all watch YouTube. They all, they all have their favorite YouTubers. And I actually set her up recently. I, she, like, not to be publicly um, uh, put on YouTube or anything, but like she recorded, I set her up with Streamlabs and she made some videos Ooh. and kind of got to, she kind of got to pretend to be a YouTuber like on webcam and kind of talking like to, to like a you know an imaginary audience as she was playing the game and i uploaded it uh, as a private video to youtube so she could kind of watch herself back on youtube she got a real kick out of it it was very cute when can we sign her to kind of funny that's what I need i'm to telling you i'm i'm I, i'm really hoping that she becomes the next like in a few years she could become the next big you know there's, there's there's parents out there of kids that are 13 14 years old and they're fucking retired the kid makes all the money now yeah that's the dream greg I know. Oh, that's the big time. That's why I'm saying, you know, don't let her do it for you. Let her let, let her do it for us. You know what I mean? Let because well, it's the thing. You're eventually going to go away, and then she needs healthcare. We got that. You know. When you say, when you say go away, what do you mean? Like fucking die? I don't. You know, open interpretation. You're a writer. Pick a path. <laughs> Gary, I can't wait to see how you go away one day. But that's still so far away. Years, decades away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go? If- the 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 official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah out today puzzle quest 3 on steam and mobile shadow warrior 3 on pc xbox one conan conan chop chop on ps4 and pc uh elex 2 uh pc playstation 5 microsoft flight simulator can now be streamed via xbox cloud gaming GameSpot reports fortnite's 19.40 patch notes have been revealed and with it comes a brand new set of challenges themed around a specific item following last week's bonanza also along with the usual bug fixes and weapon adjustments patch 19.40 brings an interesting new wrinkle to the imposters mode. Kevin, you still playing Fortnite every night? Not every night, but me and uh, Joey played till midnight last night. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Are you stuff. are you guys great now? Are you all awesome? Now? I I mean, you know, we're we're fine. We got two wins last night, so you know. Okay. I'll take what was that? that? What was that Conan game that you mentioned? Conan Chop Chop. What is that? It looks like a cartoony thing. Kevin, you bring up a trailer while I keep going, okay? All right. Uh, Far Changing Tides is now available on the Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Switch, Steam, and the Epic Store. Remember, as I said at the top of the one, that is a day and date on Xbox Game Pass. Risk of Rain 2, Survivors of the Void are, is available now on Steam. Mega Aquarium, Freshwater Frenzy is out now on consoles. Uh, Heroes Hour is out on PC today. Uh, starting today, subscribers can purchase Luna's retro channel for $4.99 a month and immediately access seven arcade-era classics from Atari, including Centipede, Asteroids, Missile Command, Crystal Castles, Tempest, Pong, Super Breakout. Here's Conan Chop Chop. Oh, kind of looks like, yeah, see, it looks like, it almost looks like uh, Castle Crashers. It this does. looks like it could be fun. Look, you're playing with other people, Gary? You like other people. This is, this, is like, this has got, like, the Conan license? Apparently. Damn, this actually looks cool. It looks like fun. It just doesn't look like a good fit for, for the Conan license. You know which, you, which, you, which you usually, you know associate with being like pretty hardcore yeah but you know they want to expand it this is like conan babies like what the fuck conan babies we <laughs> I love how so. offended you are <laughs> oh gary's working on a conan script uh, if that wasn't enough analog amazon amazon luna for you amazon today announced that it's cloud gaming amazon luna is now available for all customers in the mainland united states uh if you're a 
uh, Amazon Prime, you can use the Prime Gaming channel too for uh, free uh, from here on out or whatever. Of course, there is a subscription, but if I'm right, in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if I'm wrong, uh, the subscription cost doesn't kick in until next month. I think right now you can all try it and have fun with it. New dates for you. Uh, Cat Cafe Manager is launching on PC and Nintendo Switch April 14th, 2022. Apple Arcade has three games for you. Uh, March 4th, you're getting Shadowblade Plus from Crescent Moon Games. Uh, March 11th, you're getting Monument Valley 2 Plus from uh, Us 2 Games. Um, uh, March 25th, you're getting Alto's Adventure The Spirit of the Mountain. Uh, Two Point Hospital Speedy Recovery DLC is coming March 15th, 2022. Uh, Republic Anniversary Edition lands on Switch, PlayStation 4, and PSVR March 10th. Uh, Janitor Bleeds is coming to Steam April 7th. And then The Wanderer, Frankenstein's Creature, releases on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on March 16th, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin, you linked me to the story over here? Oh, yeah. Well, this is what I read, right? But is it... It's just the information. Now we're on uh, Chaim Gartenberg over at The Verge. Amazon Luna launches for anyone in the U.S. adds free games for Prime members and Twitch integration. Uh I said that. Okay, so Amazon Luna is officially launched in the U.S. today. In addition, adding a variety, including free games for Prime members. members. Uh, It's out of the invite only, sure, of course. Alongside this, yeah, of course. Most notable is these things. Uh March, talk about March. Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Amazon Luna works different from cloud services like Stadia, where players can purchase games. Uh, in blah, blah. Instead, players subscribe to a monthly on a monthly basis to individual channels that come with their own bundles of game. Currently, Amazon offers the primary Luna Plus channel for five ninety nine a month, Ubisoft Plus channel for seventeen ninety nine, and the family channel uh, for two ninety nine. Uh, it sounds like a better model than uh, than Stadia. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's just a lot of a lot of things. A lot of things are going to be better than Stadia. Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard to do it worse than Stadia. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some would say impossible some would say it's impossible they're worse than stadium well um, so here's one thing i'm gonna do so we're gonna keep talking because i'm gonna go luna in my email because i was confused and i was like i won't spend this much time on it and then here we are doing it but here i don't care um because this is what they put at the very end of their press release they put pricing and availability Starting today, Luna is available to everyone in the mainland United States with compatible devices. To start playing, download the Luna Controller app, use a compatible controller, or purchase a Luna Controller. Luna Controller, yeah, below. On April 1st, starting a new subscription for Luna Plus will cost $9.99 a month, and the Family Channel will cost $5.99 a month. Existing early access customers and customers who sign up for Luna Plus or Family Channel by March 31st can lock in founder's pricing to keep Luna Plus at $5.99 a month and the Family Channel at $2.99 a month. There you go. That was my confusion. I understand how I would play Luna on my PC. If I want to play on my living room TV, do I need to buy a controller or is it like a dongle or something? How does that part of it work? Can you do... It's, well, yeah, it's Fire Stadia, TV. It's with Fire Stadia, TV you, need, Fire you needed Chromecast, right? You need a Fire TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, so it's compatible devices including Fire TV, Fire tablets, Windows PC, Chromebook, Mac, iPhones, iPads, and Android phones. So just like okay. a normal ass TV, you can't so you do. Need, you need you need a you need a dongle if you want to play. Yeah, like, treat, I, treat it I like think, a console, basically. I think those Fire TV dongles are super cheap. I think you can get one for like thirty bucks or something, right? Yeah. But then, well, that but, but then, can I pair that to like a regular Xbox controller, or do I, do I need to buy their controller? No, you can pair it with a normal controller with the app. Okay, so I got I plug a I plug a dongle into my TV, download mm-hmm. an app, mm-hmm. and that pairs to the controller. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fucking about, doesn't it? I bought a Luna controller. We've done a lot. If you remember, I bought my Luna controller with my, well, with kind of funny money. And and then uh, we actually did a couple sponsorships with them. But I I think the Luna controller is dope and it actually works really, really well. Again, for everything that, you know, I don't use it a lot, obviously, because I'm playing in a million different places, but Luna's cool. Real quick, too, while I'm here, Sid Sandwich writes into your kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and says, I mispronounced. uh, the writer's name on the story. Oh, the story I just did for uh, Luna, and it's actually Hyam Hyam Gartenberg. I apologize, Hyam Gartenberg. There's a there, and then nanobiologist is going through. That's, that's, I think that's we already talked about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Believe it or not, uh, we'll have a brand new episode for you tomorrow with blessing and andy and then thursday will be me and tim and then friday it will be me and blessing i uh, remember kind of funny games daily is your number one source for the nerdy news you need to care about each and every weekday you can get it here twitch.tv slash kind of funny games as we record it live you can get it later youtube.com slash kind of funny games rooster teeth podcast services around the globe you of course can go 
and get it uh, on podcast services. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can get it ad free. You can take care of us by, by supporting us over there. We're about to do a post show over. That'll be great. If you want to go an extra mile to support us, of course, you can support us on the Epic Game Store with the creator code kind of funny. Uh, if you're buying things on the Epic Game Store, use that creator code. We get a few bucks. If you're playing stuff later on your Switch, your PS4, your PS5, your Xbox, whatever, maybe it's that Fall Guys, maybe it's that Fortnite. You can use the creator code kind of funny there to support us on the Epic Game Store as well. If you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, guess what? You're about to get more Elden Ring. It looks like Mike and Andy are going back into the dungeons of Elden Ring to grind for ghouls and go through and make their swords longer and their shoes brighter, and everybody will have fun over there. If you miss it, <laughs> if you miss it live, if I can make Jen laugh, if you can make you can if you miss it live, you of course can get youtube.com slash kind of funny plays uh later just like we do everything else and you can get the post show gary and i are about to go do it <laughs> it's gonna be hard to top that the thumbnail Raj set in the middle of this episode is incredible so we're in a good spot ladies and gentlemen we got a post show to do but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>